This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Welcome back to 19 Cats and Counting. We are so excited. We're going to talk about something today. How safe are your cat toys? This is something that I did not know about. Rita enlightened me too. Super important. And I will bring Rita on to talk to you about that. But first, we have to take a little break for the wonderful people who are helping us to be on the air. Please take a break and listen to this message from our sponsor. Moose is the German Shepherd and hasn't had any kind of health problems at all. He has been on Dynavite since he's a puppy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. We tell anybody that has a dog, if there was something that you could do right from the beginning so that you don't have expensive veterinary bills, why would you not do it? Get the Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Get some Dynavite. How happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back with 19 Cats and Counting. I am Linda Hall, your co-host, and we are here with Rita Reimers. Rita, are you there? there. She's there. Hi, everyone. How is everyone today? Oh, it was a struggle getting online. My computer was at 12%. I plug it in. It's not charging. Why isn't it charging? Because it's been unplugged. Who unplugged it? A cat. I don't know which cat, but they love doing that to me. I know. <sighs> I've watched my cat. You don't know, have a Mac, right? Part of cat life, right? And how about your day? Well, my little are. Mac downstairs has that magnetic plug-in for the charger, yeah. like yours does. And yeah. I have watched Simba take that cord and pull it out. He knows how to unplug it. Uh-huh. Cats are smart. Cats are very smart. Never underestimate the intelligence of cats. Everybody, we're going to talk about how safe your cat toys are. And this is something you really illuminated me to when we first talked about making Made in the USA cat toys with my organic catnip. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about putting bells on them and I, I wanted mice with tails and all this stuff. And then you enlightened me to things I never thought about. So why don't we talk about why that was a really bad idea on my part? Well, I know you were talking about like putting little eyes and ears and a tail on the mice. We're doing catnip mice. And I said, "Mm, that's one of the things wrong with the toys out there. They're covered in sequins. They have little eyes and ears that can be eaten off and swallowed. And those long tails on the mice, I'm looking at some right now on my favorite website, Chewy. They've got these long tails. Well, long enough for the cat to bite them off, swallow them, let it get tangled in their gut. You know, you want a cat to take a pill, forget it. You don't want him to eat a toy, he will. (laughs) What about that client we had? Remember that client? (gasps) Yes, we were all set to go and she called and her cat was having emergency surgery. It had a favorite toy. It had had it for a long time, no problem. Well, it finally destroyed it and ate it. And I don't know, some part of it, I don't know if it had a squeaker in it or what, but got lodged in the cat's gut. Had to have a very expensive surgery and 
as close to death as I recall. They I caught remember. it just in time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, worst case scenario could be death. Best case scenario could be a very expensive surgery. Neither of those are really anything I'm interested in doing. <laughs> and, and what if they didn't see the cat do that? They wouldn't really know what was causing the cat to be sick. That's something that's hard I, to find. Yes. I just read an article the other day on the internet about a dog. The parents were gone to work. They come home and the dog had this rubber ball and you know how they have a hole in them so that you can squeeze them and squeak them and such. Yeah. Don't know how he did it, but the dog got his tongue stuck in the hole mm. and they got it out and they took it to the vet and they gave it some anti-inflammatories. And later the, the sides of the tongue where it was stuck got necrotic and he had to have surgery. He's fine. They stitched yeah. the tongue back together. It was, but I really want to stop reading it, but it's one of those educational things I need to know. So yeah, know. toys. <laughs> things we do for you guys. So you don't really have to read those things, but you know, my mom, she has oh, seven dogs. Now one of her dogs passed away and her one dog, Faith, you've met Faith. Yeah. She will chew on the squeaky toys till she finds the squeaker and swallows it. So there's no squeaky toys allowed in the house. So her one dog loves them and she'll, they have a a garage where it's kind of fixed up and they sit out there and she'll let that dog play with it out there. But as soon as faith comes around now, they have to take that toy and put it up because she'll, yeah, she'll eat it. My friend, my friend Cheryl's. Yeah. My friend Cheryl's like that. I had to learn to look for things that were made for big dogs and they're tough because a, she'll destroy them in five seconds, which you know, if she doesn't eat it, that's fine. But, or he, I'm sorry, Brady's a he, but, uh, you know, hopefully he doesn't ingest it. But, you know, A, you don't want to go and pay for a toy and then watch it be destroyed in five minutes. You know, the dog can no, fun. that too. But, uh, B, yeah, squeak or something in it and he swallows it. Yeah, it can be very scary. So, See, and I'm looking, there's also these little balls they have for cats that have bells inside. You have a story about a bell that's interesting. Oh, the cat had a bell inside. around the collar. Tell us about that. Yeah. Yes, because the cat was rotating the other cats and then putting the bell on the collar. The cat announcing his presence before he attacked the other cats. Cats are so darn smart. What the cat did was he managed to chew the bell apart, chewed it in half, got the little ringer out of it so he could go back to stalking being his siblings. So, yeah, fortunately, he didn't or anything the possibility there right well he's lucky he didn't eat the little clapper because who knows what that might have done and that's i'm petrified when i see those things they those little plastic they can easily like i stepped on one and it's broken you know and they can get that bell out of there and you swallow the whole bell or swallow the clapper or what have you i don't like it we're having internet challenges today so we are we are. You sounded a little, uh, 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 but I got your gist. We don't <laughs> I want hope to everybody get the else out of the class. <laughs> so then people are out there <laughs> saying, sitting right next to my router, I have like the top speed in my area. So I don't know. I even unplugged my internet phone. People uh-huh. are saying now, right, what do we buy for our cats? Well, I'll tell you, there's some feather toys out there. They're, they're pretty, they look pretty innocuous anyway. But then you get to this feather toy that's made by a very, or it's marketed by a very famous cat behaviorist. And the feathers, bright purple now you know that's not a natural feather color in nature is it linda right right exactly that's dye uh-huh and what happens and what, when our cats put their toys in the water bowl their water bowl and the, suddenly the water turns pretty purple yeah so that's so you know with they're gnawing on it and salivating on it they're swallowing it and and maybe it's been done with a really safe dye i don't know but i guess the main thing that i learned from you is that I was picking out toys for my cats that appealed to me. 
got ice. It's got sequins. You know, I love me some sparkle, babe, right? I love <laughs> sparkle is everything. My cat could care yeah. less. Well, she'll care when she swallows the sparkles and she wants a toy to chew on, throw around, play with, steal from her brother. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Almost you know, I, I think has little things that can eat off of them and choke on. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest lesson I learned was, you know, the cat just wants something it can chew on, steal from its things, catnips in it. That's a huge bonus. Sign that cat up. It mm-hmm. does. The cat couldn't care less if there are eyes on it or bells in it or, you know, no, they don't know and, what that is. Yeah. The fishing toy one, you know, the rod with the string and it's got the little thing at the end of it. I've got one here with a bumblebee on the end of it. The cats love those and they're perfectly safe when you're playing with them. Mm-hmm. But you alerted me to the fact that you can't leave that laying around. You know, I play with it and then it's on the floor, right? You said that and maybe a day after you said that, my daughter called me and told me one of her cats almost choked itself out with that string getting tangled up in it. Yep. It's so it, I, it's really uh, dangerous because they can play with it, roll around in it, play with each other. Choke, one of them can choke the other one on the string. And the other thing, too, like my Oliver... The minute he sees one of those toys, the first thing he wants to do is bite the string and separate it from the stick. <laughs> so we don't yeah, have a lot of those in my house anyway. Uh-huh. I have a few, but I roll them up and I put them in a drawer and I yeah. take them out and play with the cat. And yes. And For the sure. other thing you alerted me to that I hadn't thought of, the first couple of toys I made, I just, I sewed them. I just sewed them. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned the cats can bite the sewing thread and unravel it. And now again, we've got this long string. So now I sew an inch at the most, back it up and and secure it. Another inch, back it up and secure it. It takes extra time, but you know, if they break that string, they're only going to get an inch off. That's the most they're going to get. Yeah. See, it, it takes time. Here's something we probably should have said, you know, Linda and I are creating a line of USA made safe cat toys. The first thing we're working on is the catnip mice. There's no eyes. There's no tail. There's no whiskers. There's no nose. You know, we're we're getting fabrics that are safely dyed and made in the USA. But everyone's hand sewn. I actually just ordered me and Linda and Nikki, who works with us too, new sewing machines. But we make them each by hand. It's going to be funny because they have to teach me to sew. I know. So. But we make them all by hand, and Linda does that with the stitches so that if the cat does tear into it to get the the catnip inside, there's not a long thread that's going to get in his gut, wind around, and get tangled. At most, there's like an inch, right? Yes. So, yeah, well, we don't want them to eat the string at all. If they do, it's not going to hurt their innards. Yes. Yeah, they're going to pass it like if they when they swallow their hair or whatever. Yeah, Tell me more about those mice, Linda, how you guys, you know, the fabric that you're getting and how we're where the catnip comes from. Yes. Well, I grow the catnip. I started growing catnip for my cats. And so I thought, you know, and, and it populates and I'm probably the most popular house in my neighborhood and it populates and expands and grows. I'm it drying it in the freezer and I really did have a surplus. And so I thought about, yeah, let's, I wonder if I could do this, just a simple little design, you know, easy peasy. I am not a seamstress. Don't ask me to like make you a fancy dress, but I pull off a simple design. <laughs> it's just sewing well, edges together. You're ahead of me. I don't even know how to work a sewing machine. My mom is cringing right now because she was an avid sewer when I was growing up. But yeah, we're going to video that because it'll be good for some humor. Oh yeah, it's going to be good. It's really going to be good. <laughs> 
there's other things we're making with your catnip. We're attempting to make a catnip spray. How's that going? It's going really well. The latest test was to make sure I didn't need, I didn't want to put any kind of preservative in it. And so far it has not had any kind of growth, but I want to make sure because, you know, some keep those bottles for quite a while and, you know, if it lasts, you know, a year turns, but I just a good long time. So yeah. And then my son tried his hand. He found on the internet catnip that he gave to the cats. And uh, so, yeah, we have fun with our catnip. (laughs) Awesome. We're going to try some other things too, like catnip kick sticks or, um, I have this thing that's, it's flat. It looks like a ruler and it's crinkly and it's got some catnip in it. I got it in the cat lady box. I'd like to make some things like that, but you know, we got to perfect one thing at a time. But the thing I should say is like with the catnip, you know, we'll see how long it lasts before it is funky. So we can maybe put an expiration date on the bottles, but we also did find a holistic preservative. If we need to add that preservative, we found one that's made in the USA, all holistic and, um, hurt the cats yeah well the thing i the reason i started growing catnip well actually just i fell upon it at pet supplies plus a plant and i was like oh cool but then i got thinking about it we don't know when we order some will say organic catnip and i would assume we can trust them but i don't know um there really aren't a lot of regulations Yeah, there really aren't a lot of regulations on this stuff. So, you know, people might be, you know, if they're really growing them for a large supply for a toy company or something, a cat, you know, themed company, then they may be using some kind of a bug repellent. They may be using some kind of fertilizer. I don't put anything like that on it. You know, if one plant doesn't do so well, oh, well, the world will not come to an end. You know, the organic organic ones shouldn't be using anything like that. But we don't. Yes, we don't know. I have found that the regulations on pet stuff is not great, at least in the U.S. It's not, you know, it's not like, yeah, it's not like the food that we eat that has to be approved by, you know, what is it? The FDA is that the Mm -hmm. food Food and drug administration? Yeah, that's it. That's the ticket. But, uh, you know, they they really don't have a lot of that for. Although in order for us to say USA made and have the USA seal, there are things we have to hit. Yeah, which is yes. great. So you, at least you'll know that when we say USA made, we want that USA seal. So we're yeah. going to be following those regulations. My material is from the USA. Yes. If I put any kind of stuffing in it, I don't put much, mm-hmm. but a little of that fiber fill, that's USA made. The catnip is obviously, it's Ohio made. Soon to be made in Lancaster, South and Carolina. And Lancaster, South Carolina, yes. And at my sewing machine in my kitchen. So it doesn't get any more home than that, babe. Um, and yeah, they're just simple. You won't find eyes and ears and yeah, nothing like that. Rita, that's what I love about you. You're just this woman who has a connection to cats, who has answers that help and has taught me so much. And you're a real person who is not afraid while we're talking on the phone to yell, stop that. Ew, who did that? Oh, who threw up or stepped in it? You know, How many times have we been talking on the phone and you hear me go, ew, because I stepped in squish? Exactly. Well, I told you the epitaph in your tombstone is going to be who did that. (laughs) On that note, we have to take one more little break, but we'll be back in just a moment after we hear from this next wonderful sponsor. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, 
front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Okay, and we're back with 19 Cats and Counting, where we are talking about how safe are your cat toys. But of course, we always digress a little bit off off topic, which is fine. <laughs> I'd like to talk about some of our upcoming shows now that we've kind of, I think we've talked about the, the safety of our cat toys. Well, actually, let me wrap it up a little bit by just saying, when you go out to buy a cat toy, look at it from your cat's perspective. The ears, the nose, the whiskers, the little sequins, they don't care about that. They want catnip. That's all they want. They want something they can grab onto and flip around. They want something that's soft they can rub up against, you know. So the simpler, the better. Yeah. Take a look at it. What I do, I look at things and I see what's glued on or sewn on there that can be chewed off and eaten. Oh, look at that googly eyeball. Yeah. Or the bell inside or the squeaker inside or, you know. Yeah. And even if cat, you know, some people, oh, my cat never destroys toys. Well, that cat had had that favorite toy. Exactly. That cat we were sitting had a favorite toy for a really long time, never messed with it all of a sudden. Boom. Mm-hmm. Something, you know, cats. <laughs> They're a little unpredictable for the most part. You think? You think cats are unpredictable? Really? I, I think, yeah. <laughs> oh, one of the future podcasts we're doing that I'm really excited about is the Ask Rita. That's what that I was just podcast. Is it? Rita and I are often on the same wavelength. I think we're like telepathically connected or something <laughs> so if you have a question about behavior food toys food, fur balls whatever just send it to ask rita at rita rhymers.com and rhymers is r-e-i-m-e-r-s it, right. it looks like reamers sounds like rhymers those germans you know <laughs> i know what can i say but ask Rita at com. Submit your yeah. questions, and we could be answering your question on the air. Yes. I'm very excited about that one. I, you know, I love nothing more than helping people. And, you know, somebody's got a really big problem that's, and often it's a very simple answer. Not always, but often it's a very simple answer. And, the and problem that's, is what, that's why I started Club Catitude on our website, too, because, you know, my going rate for a private consultation with follow-ups and a detailed written game plan was $400, right? Not only can not everybody afford that, but if it's a question like, you know, like the one your mom and dad had, why is my cat peeing on the bed? Well, it's because they changed litter brands. But I don't want somebody to pay me $400 for me to tell them, change your litter bag. That just seems right. Plus, I can't do in-person visits worldwide or with everybody, right? So I started the clubhouse. You know, based on my mentor, Richard Simmons, that Linda and I used to work for, I learned a lot from Richard. So people can afford to join the clubhouse, not only have access to ask me questions, but also a community where they can share stories about each other's kitties, maybe help each other three o'clock in the morning, your cat's driving you nuts. You know, somebody else might be up on the other side of the world, Uh you know, (laughs) talking you off the ledge. Plus there's Uh video and articles and things that you can't get anywhere but inside the clubhouse for $9.95 a month. I mean, that's that's less than the cost of ordering a pizza. 
Right. Well, year's worth of club catitude doesn't even cost what one session with me would have cost. Right. And you're going to make friends. You're going to come with your community of friends. You're going to talk. And, you know, I was under the impression that you knew everything there was to know about our feline friends. I really was. No, no. And then my cat, Harry Houdini, who is named for the great escape artist because he is a great escape artist, chewed the tie holding the fireplace door shut and climbed up the chimney. No, that was the first for and me. Got stuck. That was uh-huh. first and got me. And you were telling me, I've had homes with fireplaces. No one has ever done that. So, you know, there's always that one weirdo cat, mm-hmm. Harry. You got him. do some bizarre thing that, you know, so... When you can go on the boards and post about that, you know, there's somebody else out there that has had a cat try to escape up the chimney. Can I say this? We affectionately call him A-hole. Oh, he is. <laughs> he's a lover. He is gorgeous. Uh-huh. I love him, but he's such a jerk. Uh-huh. He is a jerk. Jerk. He likes to irritate the other cats. I have a semi-feral cat that she's so gorgeous that I rescued from North Carolina. And, you know, we just, we don't mess with her. She doesn't want to be touched. I talk to her and sometimes she'll lay on the bed with me, but you know, she's got her limits. Harry will go up. You know how those, how kids do that. I'm not touching you. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah he pretty much does that. He'll just look at her and come a little close and stare at her. And she's like, I have an a-hole too. My boo-boo, yeah. Yeah, yeah boo-boo's your... You wrote an article called Brat Cat once, didn't you? I did. And, you know, I know somebody out there is laughing because I'm sure they call their cats a-hole and maybe yes. worse. You know? Yes, Saying, I'm also... Can I admit that I do that? Yes, on our boards. You can, yes. you can admit anything. It's affection. You know, except Look, abuse. That, that we won't. You that human we human kids. You're like, I love Johnny. I love Johnny so much, but man, is he a slob. That Johnny, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's how I feel about Boo although he's been sick this week. He's feeling better now. Um, yeah, but I knew he was God. sick because he wasn't being a jerk. <laughs> Quite frankly, he wasn't well, tormenting he was the other cat. He wasn't, being, he wasn't being a butt, right? And right? he likes to jump yeah. on my boobs at night when we're trying to sleep. He likes to catapult oh. himself off of the nightstand and uh, onto my boobs. And, you know, in my other apartment before we moved to this house, I had a tall cat tree next to the bed. And I said, in this house, I'm not doing that. And then he can't do it. Well, he found a way. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. You said, I'm not putting anything like this near my bed because he jumps. And that hurts. That hurts. hurts. And the fact that he wasn't doing that that didn't feel good. Yeah. But we love him anyway. Your stomach can burst your spleen or something. I know. know. One of these days you're going to rupture. I said, it's a good thing I don't have implants because that's sailing. Yes. Go back to your surgeon, uh, my cat. (laughs) You know, because I have big boobs. Anybody who's seen me knows that. So it was a soft spot for him to land. But yeah. He likes it. What can I say? Yeah. Mine are not so big, but still. What's that? What I'm just talking about, what other shows we have coming up? You know, June is National Adopt-A-Cat Month. And Linda is in yes. the middle of trying to adopt two 12-year-old declawed kitties from the local Humane Society there. Their owners died. And Linda got all weepy and said to her husband, we have to adopt those cats. And he said yes. I, I can't believe he gave in. I know. I you mean, have this a piece is an Oh, when we got married, I hate cats. I hate cats. I hate cats. Well, no, he never had an, an inside pet cat. He doesn't know what he hates. But mm-hmm. so we finally, when my daughter was working for a rescue, she was volunteering and I had to go with her and we come home, we're talking and we're talking and we're talking. And he's like, okay, 
finally go go get a cat but just one cat and cassie and i looked at each other like did he just say that Mm -hmm. and then we got the cat and then it's like the cat needs a friend okay two cats but that's it just two cats so here we are at eight cats and he gave me permission to get two more last Mm -hmm. night but Senior cats, and I and I learned this from you too. Senior mm-hmm. cats are the hardest to adopt. You know, when I was talking to the lady. Yeah, I was talking to the lady at the at the shelter today, and she said, "Yeah, you watch all these kittens that have been here for two minutes go mm-hmm. out the door, while mm-hmm. you've got the senior cat that's been here for six months or more." I'm they still just about Nora that's there too, because she's been there the longest. Yes, I mentioned Nora, and she said, "Oh yeah," and that's just like blah blah. I don't remember the name of the cat. Same story, and I thought, lady, shut up. I, <laughs> I told you if you drive don't her, don't take her. Yes, yes. Her, I don't really need yeah. another cat or want another cat, but your daughter found these cats, and she tagged she tagged you, and then, of course, you dragged me into it. And I'm like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> I'll save yeah. these kitties. The Humane yeah. Society in Defiance, Ohio, currently has 16 cats and I think it was eight dogs, which is, you know, the ratios usually two to one and that's what it is. But they're not even supposed to be having cats there, but they, they can't turn them away. Right. Yep. Yes. So but, I you know, people listening in Defiance, Ohio, anybody, anybody that knows. Right. If you're listening in Defiance, there's a cat who's been there for like a year not adopted and she's really sweet and her name is Nora. Beautiful. Adopt Nora. Yeah, and there's a, there's a kitten there. There's, there's a couple that have sponsored adoptions. There's a kitten there that has sponsored adoption. So his adoption fee is zero. But even though their adoption yeah. fees, for what you get, because they're all spayed and neutered and tested and all that, it's well worth. Yeah. I think their adoption fees were, what, yeah. like $70 or something? It wasn't much. Yeah, they weren't bad. And I plan on leaving them, you know, probably a 20 or something just to make a donation for, for getting the cats. But, yeah, I knew that senior cats were hard to and then these cats have lived their entire lives together. They're bonded. You cannot break them up. And they want somebody to adopt them together. So now not only do we have to find somebody who wants a senior cat, but we'll take two cats. That's a really they're bonded. tough. They're bonded. Yeah. Everything is stacked against these cats to get adopted. So, of course, that's when I go, honey. <laughs> I adopted Pickles when she was 12. She's gone now. Yeah. She lived to be 16. But it was the same circumstance. Her owner had died. Nobody in the family wanted her. I got her on the day she was scheduled to be euthanized in L.A. And we bonded, but, you know, she was always a little sad. She missed her owner. I could tell. You know, I wasn't her person. She loved me, but, you know, I think she's with her owner now. But it's like going to stay at your aunt's house. It's a lot of fun, but I miss my mommy. And, yeah, that's, that's killing me. I don't know if you looked at these two and Jeffy, but he right into their soul. They are hurting, they are grieving, and I just, I changed the subject. Guys are starting to cheer up. COVID or not, I was ready to get in the car. And there's plenty of them here. I've got people all the time trying to give me cats here. I just, you know, if I didn't have, if I didn't say no, I would have 40. But, you know, I know my limit. I was just going to say, anybody out there who's on our Facebook pages, don't test cats. We can't handle it. (laughs) We're all full. Nikki's full. You're definitely full now. I'm full. But someday the dream of having the senior sanctuary where they come to live forever and they're not up for adoption. They just come to live forever. I want to go into the shelters and say, who's the seniors here? Give them, give them to me. We'll be full the first day, you know. Yep. Yep. They're ours. Yes. We're coming up on 29 minutes. so We'll probably have to wrap this up. Uh, Oh, okay. Well, we will be back next week with another podcast. I want to thank everybody who listened and allow us to reach out to you. 
We have some guests coming up too. We won't tell you who they are, but some、yeah. special guests will be joining us on some future podcasts. Yes, it's going to be exciting. <laughs> so, any last words, Ms. Rita? Just remember, every day is Catter Day. Yay! Have a good day, everybody. Let's talk pets every week on demand only on petliferadio.com.